0: So have you, over the last few days, been fascinated by curling among the Winter Olympic sports, known by some as chess on ice? It looks to me more like bowls on ice, but certainly with some notable differences. I mean, for a start, you've got this granite stone, 20 kilograms in weight, and it uh, curls, as it were, over ice, but not just any old ice, manufactured ice with what are known as pebbles, I'm not sure how much of that was part of the game when it originated in Scotland in the 1500s. Maybe we can try and answer some of these questions with ice technician Mark Callen, director of the Kay's Curling Company that makes Olympic stones and now joins us from Gangneung Curling Centre where he is acting as an ice technician at the Games. Thank you very much for speaking with us today.
1: No, you're welcome. No problem.
0: And uh, how have you been enjoying the Games? Has it met your expectations?
1: Oh, absolutely. Um, the, the Olympic Games is really the pinnacle of, the, of sporting achievement and where all athletes want to perform and have an opportunity to, to show their skills. And equally is true for ice makers, it's, uh, it's the top of the game for us. So I feel very privileged and honored to actually be here and um, be in this part of the world, which has been fantastic, great hosts, And a really, really good time, and the Games are going really well, so I'm very happy.
0: You were actually also an ice technician uh, at the last Winter Games, weren't you, in Russia, where it was a lot warmer. But I guess if you're making the ice and you're indoors, that probably doesn't make too much difference to your job.
1: Well, uh, you'd be surprised, actually, that it it does, because the buildings are are breathing, if you like, because, you know, you've got maybe 3,000 people coming in. So the, the climatic conditions outside, the environmental conditions outside affect what happens inside quite a bit, because if it's raining outside and people are coming in, then they've got wet jackets and coats, so they're bringing in a lot of humidity um here in gangun uh we've been very fortunate this week it has been very cold and very dry so that's certainly helped us control the conditions inside the building um much more much more accurately and uh, with a bit more confidence
0: well that certainly sheds a little light on a subject that's often dismissed for the indoor <laughs> winter sports can you tell us a bit more about your responsibilities then
1: Well, the the, the ice technician's responsibility here is that I'm part of uh, a three-man crew uh, appointed by the World Curling Federation, uh, which is the governing body for curling uh, in the world, the sort of, if you like, the curling equivalent of FIFA. And um, they appoint us, and our responsibilities are to ensure that we provide uh, the most perfect uh, conditions possible for the, the curling events. Uh, and in that respect, we have guidelines to work to where we have to provide a, an ice surface that's frost-free uh, because curling stones don't really like frost. We also have to provide ice that has a certain speed between the hog line and the T-line, the hog line being where you let the stones go, the T-line where you're aiming for, where you want them to come to rest, and to provide uh, between four and five feet of consistent curl on that sheet. So we've got a number of parameters that we need to work to. Um, in order to satisfy these uh, uh, these criteria,
0: I'd like to ask you why we even use this word curl. It, it, it doesn't look to me like curling when when mm-hmm. the, I mean, it looks more like sliding. Uh, uh, what, why do we call it curling?
1: Well, we call it curling because you are absolutely right. Um, the stones are you are sliding, and the stones are slid across the ice. Um, but the, when they put the broom down, the skip in the head, who puts the, in the house, puts the broom down as a target, and that's where the player throws. Um, but however, that they are attempting to judge the curl or judge the bend of the stone will take on the ice in order to get it nearer the middle of the house uh, or the target area than their opponent. So the, the the name is derived from the fact that the stone bends or indeed curls, um, depending how it's thrown, whether it bends, you know, or depending whether the stone's thrown clockwise or anti-clockwise in rotation, because there is a slight rotation put on the stone. If the stone has got a clockwise rotation, it will bend to the right, or curl to the right. If the stone has an anti-clockwise rotation, then it will bend or curl to the left.
0: It's not just a case of, like in bowls, releasing the uh, the stone in this case, um, because you have the opportunity to obviously use the brush or the sweeping yes. implement. Uh, and, and some of the photos I see of curling, especially the older photos, they are literally a broom that they're using, but it's a bit more high-tech, I think, at the Olympics. Indeed
1: indeed it's got a little bit more high tech I and mean, curling differs from bowls in, in a number of aspects that a bowl um, that you use in, in in that sport has a bias on it or a weight at on one side and depending on which weight which way you position that weight will determine which way the, the bowl runs on the, on the on the green curling stones do not have any bias the the curl or the bend is derived from the rotation of the stone Uh Additionally, the curling is, is different from bowls and if you throw a ball, it's out of your hand, and then you can do nothing with it until it, it stops at the other end, and you just see how good or bad you've played the shot. Uh, with curling, of course, as you mentioned, there are brooms, so there is sweeping, so you can actually affect stone after it's released uh, by by brushing or sweeping the ice. And in effect, you're uh, polishing the ice so that if the stone you think is a little bit light, uh, you're increasing, the, you're reducing the friction, so you're increasing the distance the stone can slide. Uh, if the the stone is curling uh, or bending too much, then with particular a uh, line of sweeping, then you try to keep the, the stone in a much straighter line. So th- there's quite a lot of um, quite a lot of technical aspects uh, involved in actually getting the stone from one end of the ice to the other.
0: So there is technique. It's not just a case of picking up a broom and and having a go. Uh, that said, how much skill is involved? Like, wh- what makes a gold medalist versus um, just a decent curling competitor or someone who just comes along and tries it for the first time?
1: Well, a, a gold a gold medalist um, is really an athlete. They, they have to be because of the uh, the. The, the pressures and the demands placed on them during a game, they have to be physically fit. They also have to be mentally aware, have a good tactical knowledge and uh, look for the opportunity uh, by sort of having a strategy or planning advance back to your, your reference of chess on ice. Mm-hmm. You, know, you see a shot being played, but generally the skip or the captain of the team is looking uh, two or three shots in advance. So that they are trying to work out how they're going to win the end and, and get the points. So they have to be an all-round athlete because during a game, if you're part of the sweeping um, team, that's you because know, there's four players and two are sweeping generally all the time, you can sweep up to three kilometers during a game. And while you're uh, sweeping, if you're at maximum pressure on your broom, then you can start to push your heart rate up towards uh, a maximum number of beats per minute because it's, it's very, very demanding. So they have to, so if they're exerting themselves for that length of time for maybe twenty to thirty seconds you know for every shot, they need to be really fit in order to recover so that they can then provide the same you know you know repeat the performance again and again through up to ten ends in a game, so they do have to be very focused very fit and um and and obviously very agile and comfortable on the ice, whereas anybody just taking the game up for the first time. Um, Yes, they can play it. Yes, they can go through that, but probably won't have the same sort of physical
0: exertion. Well, no doubt all these aspects are what make it so appealing to watch, uh, even if for many of us that's just once every four years uh, when we get this kind of coverage. Uh, I know in Canada particularly there are peaks where curling gets more attention, but Scotland, where I can hear you're from, uh, mm-hmm. is is an ancestral home of the sport too. Um, what is um, so important about the ice itself? Because again, when I was researching this interview, I was looking at very old images of curling, and it, was, it would be people in quite traditional clothing with their brooms out in a pond or something like that. But you're talking about artificial ice and creating these kind of pebbles, creating the friction on the surface of the ice. Why does it have to be so precise compared with the, the traditional roots of the game?
1: Well, the, the traditional roots, of course, they didn't have the the technology and the environmental control within a building that we we do have today. So, largely, when curling was started, it was you know people that would get stones there wasn't even at that stage in the early days any kind of regulations regarding the stones or whatever they just you know something that could slide up the ice was fine you know as long as they could lift it it was good mm. and uh, but as as the game moved on and regulations became you know more uh, more important in in order to to control the game to make it as fair as possible so that the players could demonstrate their skills Rather than who was the strongest or who could lift the biggest stone or anything like that then it, it, they they have regulated it somewhat, but the biggest difference between curling ice and ice or maybe ice hockey or figure skating or whatever is that curling ice has to be one hundred percent level um whereas if you get hockey ice or figure skating ice then it's a little bit not level they don't they don't really care because they they can't they can't feel that they can't sense that when they're playing or 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 skating. However, with curling ice, if it's not 100% level, then you find that the stone will follow the irregularities in the ice, and therefore it becomes more of a game of chance because they have to throw the stone and they have no real idea where it's going. Whereas, of course, if you produce a completely flat, horizontal ice, then the player has a much better idea and much more control as to where the stone is going and you did mention at the at the start in your question that we were talking about pebbles mm. uh, pebbles in effect are little droplets of water that are applied evenly over the ice surface and that's what the curling stone runs on the, the actual base of a curling stone um is has it, got a small running band that is the only part of the stone that, that that touches the ice and these pebbles allow the allow this running surface and the stone to glide over the top of the ice and therefore reduce friction so that the this, this stone can slide. If we tried to prepare ice without any pebbles on it, then the curling stone wouldn't slide very far because the friction between the rock and the ice would be so high that it would be virtually impossible to throw the stone the the, the 45 meters required <laughs> from one end to the other. So it, the pebbles, our pebbling uh, is very, very important, but equally it's, it's important to have completely level um, ice that's frost free and obviously cold enough that uh, the stones can slide on it so these little water droplets yes. or pebbles, can freeze instantly on contact.
0: And you said that conditions in Gangnung have been good so that's helped you but has everything else all the facilities been exactly what you've needed to ensure perfect ice?
1: Indeed there, there, there's been an absolutely outstanding um, uh, uh, efforts by the organizing committee to provide us with everything we need. Um, we came here a year ago. Uh, we had uh, two test events because obviously we've got the Olympics on now, and then immediately following, we have the Paralympics. So, a year ago, we had came out here and had a test event with World Junior Curling. So, we held the World Junior Curling Championships here, followed immediately by the World Wheelchair uh, Curling Championships. And both these events gave us, if you like, a dry run, you know, as I say, test events to make sure that the building, the facilities, the environmental control, uh, the ice refrigeration systems, all of these were absolutely, you know, tip top first class in order to ensure that when we come back this time for the Olympics and Paralympics, that we're able to provide the best possible conditions.
0: Thank you so much. We have to leave it there, but you've no doubt provided Zor with an even greater appreciation of curling. Ice technician Mark Callan on the line from Pyeongchang 2018. Thank you so much for your time.
1: You're welcome. Thank you very much.